Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash teacher recharge. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Visit www.audibletrial.com slash teacher recharge today. I'm Fred Kep. I'm the host of the Teacher Recharge podcast. Let's get it poppin'. Howdy, partners. Happy Monday to you. <laughs> My name is Fred Kep. I'm the host of the Teacher Recharge podcast. This is week two of the podcast. Thank you so much for making week one such a success. I appreciate you. It's a pretty easy podcast to support, especially when we have guests like we have this week. This week's guest is Renanda Liberty. And she's been an educator for the past 15 years. The last five of those were spent as a principal in middle and high school. And prior to that, she was mainly in middle school science. She's a national trainer specializing in skills and strategies to impact learning with sound classroom management and student engagement and motivation through differentiation. Renanda and her family, two teenagers and her husband, reside in a rural town in eastern Washington where they have a hobby farm and enjoy the open space. I will tell you, this is the first time I have ever interviewed someone that is completely across the U.S. from me. And I did forget to press a button that would put my sound through this really nice mic in front of me. With that said, it's still pretty good sound quality and the content 100% makes up for it. You are going to enjoy this interview so much. It was a pleasure. I hope it makes your Monday. It definitely made my day. And you know what? Enjoy. I just want you to get to it. Renanda is with us in, well, I guess not really in the studio. She is in Washington. I'm in my studio here in my apartment. And uh, we were having a wonderful conversation and then my computer it's so it is so hot my computer got sweaty and died that is ridiculous she is being insanely patient right now so we are here with renanda on our show how are you today hey hey i am doing amazing and you are handling this with so much coolness you need to share some of that with your computer so (laughs) no i'm Appreciate it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much. Before all the craziness with my computer happened, I learned that uh, where she is actually is about the same climate as, as Kansas. So it's basically Kansas, but not ugly. So that's cool. But I was looking at your, your bio and stuff, and it looks like you have two teenagers, and you live with your husband, and you're in rural eastern Washington. Actually, you have a hobby farm. What is up with that? I do. Well, you know, I like to say hobby means income outgoing, not income producing. Okay. We've got a lot of hay burners. So a breakaway from reality, well, I would say breakaway from the busy reality of the world into like just open fresh air having some cool critters around us and keeps us balanced and it's been great for our kids they raised sheep for 4-h so we kind of lived in that agricultural world a little bit and exposed them to that which was fun that is awesome what is what's your favorite animal that you have on the farm oh dear i have to say the goats we raise kinder goats and they're sweet and adorable and the babies as you see all over youtube videos Baby goats are the best. <laughs> they definitely are. Actually, my wife is a zookeeper, and, and she 
she works with goats as well. They're absolutely amazing. That would be fantastic. And especially for your kids. That's that's so fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's get right into it then. It is a show to start Teacher's Week off correctly to really just charge them up for the week ahead. So with that said, what are some things that you do to charge your week up quickly? Is there any rituals? What do you think about that kind of stuff? What are you doing? I do. I think that's, you know, some people are really awesome at starting off with a very specific routine and ritual. I'm still on the journey to find what works for me, but I keep trying stuff. And the bottom line of what works best for me right now is to make sure that there's some gratitude. What am I grateful for and who am I grateful for? so that I'm focused on how can I make a difference today? Because my world is great when I look at it from that perspective and uh, how can I spread that? So whoever's on my mind that day, I try and make sure that I'm reaching out to them throughout that day. Um, Everything else is just goals. You know, I'd love to get up earlier. I'd love to (laughs) have a regular exercise routine and all that. And the right fit will come at the right time, I'm I'm supposing. You and me both with that. Yeah, yeah, but no, that that's awesome though. I think last week on the, on the podcast, um, we had a teacher. His name's Joseph, and he's a third grade teacher. And he was talking about how he kind of does things with his students. Where like every week, he will have them write a journal. And it's kind of the same kind of thing. Like it kind of keeps him updated with their lives and stuff. But he also asks for them to say things that they're happy for and that they're they're positive about. So even with the the kids, he's kind of pushing that through. So I think it's something that a lot of us don't do is we don't wake up and think, man, I'm happy to be alive today. You know, like I'm happy to be in the position I'm in. I'm grateful to actually have this job or have the opportunity to to serve students. You know, and there's something to say, too, for you want to make sure that you're squeezing out negative things. And so when you're filling your mind and your heart with positivity, whether making sure whatever you've got coming in, whether that's podcasts or books or TV or even your social media, filter it so that it's the positive because you want to start out with that strength within you because, you know, any of that negativity that sneaks in there it really can create a big crevice. Try and squeeze that out. That's a biggie for me. Definitely. (laughs) I love it. So another thing, though, that I wanted to to ask is what is something that you're doing that other teachers or other administrators could maybe learn from? Maybe they could bring it into the classroom. I know you are a national trainer with skills and strategies to impact learning with classroom management and student engagement. So there's got to be a lot of stuff that you do a little differently. Could you tell us a little bit about that? There is. And you know, the bottom line is it comes down to relationships, whether that's working with your adults or working with students or working with yourself. It's nurturing relationships first. That's how we create inspiration and buy-in and purpose. And so in everything we do, it has to be genuine. And I think as educators, we all naturally believe that way, but to actually make it a practice of putting other people first and, and appreciating them and making sure that you have an unconditional love and care and concern for them, that opens the doors to that learning or the structure or whatever we're doing. I try and make sure that my relationship building isn't action oriented. Somebody doesn't have to earn it by what they do. It's because of who they are. And people can really tell a difference when you're investing that way. That's so cool. So so my next question with that though is, so say you have a, a, a class you're looking more at the individual more than just like the class as a whole. Is that? I think so. Well, you have to do both. You know, when they mm-hmm. say teaching is an art and a science, it really is. Mm-hmm. It's all of your individual pieces 
moving the same direction for learning in your classroom. So you're doing it individual, all those components. We have these amazing skills as educators to move 30 people that maybe aren't all interested at the same time or in that same headspace into some in some deeper discussions and some learning together. So <laughs> you're about to go back to a junior senior high school as a principal, right? Correct. Yes. So with that said, lots and lots of teachers. I'm hearing it so much because, like, obviously, I have my own speaking business where where I go and and I speak to high school students in particular, and I I coach high school soccer here in Wichita, and I get it from a lot of teachers. Like, man, how do you motivate? How do you engage these kids, especially when they have you know their phones and they're like bing bing boing boing. Like, how do you keep them engaged with stuff like math? And like, what would be your first step to engaging a high school student in in this day and age? And has it changed? Well, you got to make it relevant. You got to have some kind of a connection for them because let's face it, these kids are exposed to things that we don't even realize they're exposed to. So, you know, in the olden days, it used to be we kind of funneled information into them and, you know, we guided that curriculum, but they come to the table with so much more exposure and all these different windows into the world. So how do we compete with that? I'm going to bring it right back to relationships. When you have a relationship with them, you can get them to pretty much do anything and to buy in, but you have to really care about their learning. So you want to make sure that it's not only relevant and engaging content, but you've got to engage them in learning avenues that get them moving, that make them think, that challenge their status quo, and it has to be safe. You know, all those components together and they'll dig in. Learning actually feels good. And when you can bring them into that space, they really enjoy it too. There's nothing more invigorating than a really good conversation or really good aha moments. It's kind of interesting, something that you said earlier. I was watching a show on Netflix. And by the way, for everybody listening, I don't really recommend it. It's called Last Chance You. I don't know. Maybe I do. I don't know. The guy... It's about a uh, junior college football team, and the third season is actually taking place here in Kansas, Independence, Kansas, and one thing that the coach says, besides the F word, <laughs> like every two seconds, is he says that if you can motivate and you can engage a player or a student, that you can get them to basically run through a brick wall for you. I, I think that goes to the classroom, too. Like, if you can really build that relationship, and I really do think it, it starts with that. Like, you really have to look at who they are and how you can help them personally and how, how you can help them move to whatever that next level is. The possibilities are endless. I had a AP calculus teacher when I was going to high school. And by the way, I was in calculus because my ex-girlfriend was in, in, in calculus. So I, I was not, and my dad is a mathematician. So I was like not in calculus because I was particularly good at math. It was AP calculus, which means you have the AP test and blah, blah, blah. And so we took a, a practice AP test and I missed the passing grade by one point. And I remember her bringing me up and telling me, she said, Fred, do you actually believe that, that you're smart enough to do this? Like to actually, like when the real thing comes, do you actually believe that you're smart enough to pass this test? And this is before I knew what grade I got. And I was like, honestly, I don't know. Like I haven't been doing too well. Like I'm not really engaged. I don't really enjoy math all that much. So it's kind of just been a, a big chore. And she was like, Fred, you missed it by one point. 
and she was like, Fred, if you actually want to do this, you're smart, you're capable, and you can do this, and I will help you do this. But you have to give me more. You have to give me as much as you can. And I did it, and I passed my AP calculus exam. And it's it's one of those things where like it. She she worried about that relationship first, though. She brought me in. She said, Hey, do you think? Do you think that you're a capable of this? Because I do. So that's the relationship. And now it's like, all right, well, you said I, I'm good enough to do this. Now, now it's up to me to help you prove that. You know, like I, I totally understand where you're coming from. That's like you're literally your 212th degree right there. You yeah. went from uh, boiling water to steam. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was, it was one of the best experiences in, in my life. And it's, it's interesting because it came in a subject that, to be honest, I, I hate. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of calculus, but I got through it, and uh, then it made college calculus unbelievably easy. Like, I went to college calculus, and it's about half of what AP, well, business calc is about half of what AP calculus was, so it was not the hardest thing, because my teacher, she was on me. She was really hard. It was frustrating, but it made me pretty good at math, so got to give it a shout out to to Miss Barth. (laughs) So one last thing before we go to a break, uh, what is something that you have failed at and what was your solution to that failure? You know, I, I really was thinking about this recently and it's those little things that tend to get me more than the big things. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time, I don't even remember what I said, but I had unintentionally hurt a student's feelings. Mm-hmm. And it was either, you know, this is where sarcasm plays a role too. I may have been and being sarcastic and not realizing the impact that that can have or whatever it was. And I really hurt somebody. When I found that out, it hurt me at least twice as much as it hurt them. And then to figure out how do you recover from that, especially when you're dealing with youth who might not come from the same standpoint of maturity, right? Mm -hmm. They don't totally get it. And the way to rectify that is just to have a conversation and be vulnerable. I think that's, I've learned that it's so powerful when we can be vulnerable and apologize and recognize where we went wrong with somebody and these youth. And we're showing them through that moment how to repair that, putting it back in their court to ask them, you know, to accept the apology and for that forgiveness so that we can go on. Because if you don't repair that, I think the stakes are higher in that kind of a damage situation than in a mistake we can make in our our own personal life. Because how is that going to influence their learning? That has stuck with me. That was probably 10 years ago that that happened. And I still think about that. And I try and be so conscientious now. Yeah. And that's that's so interesting too because I, I know so many teachers that if they make a mistake like that, they'll, they'll almost throw more fuel on the fire because yep. of their ego. It's like, oh, well, I'm a teacher. I can't be wrong. And it's like, first off, your students don't really respect that. Like, they see you as a human too. Like, I mean, some of your students may look at you and say like, oh, that person's probably can run through walls. But just to be vulnerable with them, they're going to be vulnerable with you then. And and that builds that relationship that we were just talking about, you know? So yeah. that's that's such a good story. And, and that's why we asked the question. I love it. Real quick, we are going to take a really short break. Thank a sponsor. And uh, we'll be right back. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audible.com slash teacher recharge. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. 
For you, the listeners of the Teacher Recharge podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. We have Renanda on the show today. Renanda, can you recommend us a book? I would love to. One of my favorites is The Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins. This book has been so useful to me. One, to get myself off my keister sometimes, just the way that it reaches into me personally, because personal development is so critical. But I can tell you even countless opportunities that I've had to give this tool to students. Kids who come in all flamed up about something or really having trouble in a certain situation. And the wisdom and the experience that Mel Robbins brings to the table in this book is a simple and effective tool. So everybody needs to listen to this book. And I say listen because I listen to it on Audible too. And to hear Mel tell the story herself is, you know, it's a great experience. So that's one of my top recommends. That's great. I love it. So the five second rule by Mel Robbins, you can get that and tons of other audiobooks on audible.com to download your free audiobook today go to audibletrial.com slash teacher recharge once again that's audibletrial.com slash teacher recharge for your free audiobook thank you and we're back with renanda and this is what i do every time we come back from a little break Here, in the middle of the show, we go to story time! It's story time! So, Renanda, can you give us your best story from either life or teaching or whatever? What is your best story? What you got? I would love to. So, this is in the book that's in my head called You Can't Make This Beep Up, Things That They Don't Teach You About Being a Principal. I go from being a teacher into my first principal job, and it's in a middle school, and it's our first day of school, and kids are showing up, and I'm on my game, and prepared for anything that could come my way, so I think. And I get a little person coming up to me going, Mrs. Liberty, Mrs. Liberty, so-and-so has a chipmunk. Oh, okay. So, you know, you start rolling through your head. Oh, they brought a chipmunk. What's the deal on this? Find out a little bit more about it. This girl tells me the story about how it's her pet chipmunk and it was sick. So she brought it to school so her cat wouldn't hurt it and on and on. And I'm rolling through my head. Okay, because as a principal, you got to think five steps ahead. How is this going to blow up on me and how can I prevent that? So I'm like, all right, first thinking rabies, got to get out of the classroom. Where am I going to put this chipmunk? What if it really is a pet? I can't just go let it free. I'm going to have the parent come down on me for letting her little chipmunk free. Oh my gosh. So I get this chipmunk and thank goodness I have a hobby farm. Like I'm not afraid of animals and claws and messes and everything that they make. And I put it in this little box in my office. And so I've got this chipmunk escaping from this box, running across my desk while I'm in there trying to meet with parents and, you know, have this first day of school and it's crazy. So then I'm checking on this chipmunk as I'm rolling through, how do I get a hold of this parent? I don't even know who this kid is. You know, I look in and the chipmunk's not doing so hot. (laughs) But I'm like, oh my gosh, this chipmunk's going to die on the first day of school on my desk. So I'm like, crap, I got to go talk to this kid. So I go and I pull her out of class and I start explaining to her that her chipmunk's not doing well. Would she like to come and see it? I prepare her teacher like she might come back upset. You know, I talk a little bit from the science teacher and me can't help it like rigor mortis. So it might look like it's alive, but it's not really alive. Would she like to come and say goodbye to it? And we get in there and she's like, oh, that's too bad. So, oh my god! Her heart wasn't broken or anything. So I had all this stress in my head, trying to, like I said, five steps ahead, trying to make sure nothing blows up on me. 
send her back to class and so I have to dispose of this chipmunk but like there's no way in a million years you could ever be prepared for handling (laughs) that especially on the first day of school your first principal job ever but we made it (laughs) and I'm still doing the job so oh my gosh that's hilarious oh follow-up question then after that what was your reaction to to her like not caring were you frustrated were you just laughing about it like how how does this how did that work out in the day? I think in a way I was relieved because trying to prepare for every possible outcome that could occur, which, you know, yeah. good grief, would you even know what to think, was I was relieved that we didn't have to go down any one of those roads. I didn't have to have her out missing class and sobbing and have a little therapy session. You know, it just kind <laughs> yeah. of went away. So then we could move on with our day. It turns into a funny story instead of some big thing. Yeah. Um, so I was pretty grateful for that. Well, rest in peace to, uh, let's call him, let's call him Chippy the Chipmunk. Oh, man. Go. That is an amazing story. <laughs> I love this. Oh, I'm so happy. This, this, these, these stories are fantastic. Last week, by the way, if, if you haven't heard, last week, Joseph was up here. You know, he's a third grade teacher. So what do third grade teachers talk about? They talk about breaking wind. He was talk, talking <laughs> about when teachers fart in the classroom. I don't know. It's... <laughs> They're all over the place. I love it. It's my favorite part of the show. That is fantastic. Well, with that said, we are about out of time here. So I would love to ask, where can people find you? And if there's anything you want to talk about, now would be a wonderful time to do it. Where can people find you and what, what you got going on in life? Well, thank you so much. Yeah, people can find me on Facebook. You can just look me up, Renanda Liberty. There aren't too many Renandas out there, so I'm easy to find. And from there, you know, I've got a couple of pages on there and I've got my education page or my website, renandaliberty.com. And there's just some good resources on there of how to improve effectiveness in the classroom because you have to be nourished as a professional, both personally and professionally. And I'm really on a mission to do that, to serve that. How do we make sure our teachers are in the right mind frame and have the skills and strategies that are relevant for today to impact the classroom in a positive way? So I'd love to connect with you. Send me a friend request and let me know how I can help you too. And Fred, I just appreciate what you're doing for this community. Our educators need this. We need to know, one, we're not alone, that you've got to have a sense of humor about things. And there are so many rich resources out there, and we can share all those amongst each other. So thank you. Definitely. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. It was a huge pleasure. I appreciate everything. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening once again to the Teacher Recharge podcast. If you know someone that would be perfect for the show, you can send your suggestions to teacherrechargepodcast at gmail.com. You can also send your stories, your questions, or ideas just for for segments on the show. You could send it to that email. We would love to hear your feedback. Until next week, go out and build relationships and make an impact. Thank you.